and welcome to the Varside podcast. Uh, tonight we're joined by Jamie. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Long time no see. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you're taking it very easy there on your couch. I am indeed on the old chaise lounge. Oh, right. You've got a chaise lounge, have you? Oh, very nice. Well, well, he's almost in France, isn't he? So he might as well. He is actually, yeah. He is pretty well, much in France. Well, they douche. Probably <laughs> to do, she'd need. And we're also joined by Steve. How you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, great, mate. Yeah, all good. good. It's all good. <laughs> good preseason. Good summer. Um, yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, good. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to talk a lot today. <clears throat> no, that's, that's fine. As as, that's fine. As, as much as you get. Keep them. <laughs> Keep them. And Lee, how are you, mate? Good to good to see you again. Yeah, seems like it's been ages, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm okay, but my house is nice and quiet now. We had uh, a load of family down from Scotland, and uh, mm. house was chock a block, including two dogs that do what dogs are wont to do constantly. Uh, so what it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I won't. You know, yeah, won't go into the gory detail, but okay. it's relentless. <laughs> put it that way. Out <laughs> of Mars bars and empty bottles of iron brew scattered around all over the place, aren't you? Deep fried ones, yeah. yeah deep fried, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. We had a good. We had a good time. But it's. Uh, I'm glad the house is nice and quiet now. Are you and the good. dogs, Lee? Me and the dogs. No, we. That's not my thing, Steve. <laughs> anyway, not? moving on. <laughs> We're joined tonight uh, from all the way in sunny. Is it sunny down there? Oh, don't know if it's sunny it, it down was. there. Yeah, it was. Uh, we're joined by Jason. How you doing, mate? Just yeah, all really the way good. back from South Korea, aren't you? Yeah, no, thanks very tour. much for the invite. Yeah, really yeah, appreciate good. coming along. Thanks to Jamie and the crew for um, asking us here. And I've just about recovered from the jet lag, so I should be awake mm. for at least five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you um, did you accustom yourself to the food over there okay? And now you're back, is it back to British food or are you eating loads of kimchi now and... You know, I think it's been well documented that I did have some food out in Korea, but um, yeah, I'm I'm back on the uh, back on the Caesar salads, I have to say, in the uh, amusing in the morning chips. as opposed yeah. to the Korean barbecue each night. There we oh, go. Nice. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, I think I saw a few of the players having a Korean barbecue. It looked really, really nice. So, mm. yeah. yeah, I was quite jealous of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, where do we start? Been a first time back since the end of the season. Um, we've had a few games. We've uh, nothing's really happened in the transfer market for us. Uh, so levy out. I'm levy out all the way. Um, yeah. So who wants to start with uh, the first game, which was against the K League side, wasn't it? Steve, what did you th- think of that game? Yeah. Uh- yeah, we pissed it, didn't we? I can't. I can't recall. I mean, it's quite a while back, mate. I mm. really, you know, I don't. I don't want to pass the baton here, but you want to speak to people that are actually in the ground. I would have thought. Well, I was going to get rounds of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be good to hear Jason's experience, obviously, from being out there because he was out there with Chris. Let's go straight over to Jace. And was obviously sneaking around behind the scenes there before the yeah. first game and training. So. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Fire away, Jason. You, yeah, you I, I didn't realise that. So. Yeah, so we, we arrived on the Monday, so we were there for the open training. Hmm. Um, so that was the first event after getting off the plane pretty much in the evening at the World Cup Stadium, Seoul. Okay. And um, the now famous 
uh, training session because it was it was standard stuff right until they uh, started to run up and down the pitch. Mm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that that hit the uh, the national newspapers quite quickly uh, the following day. Mm. Um, but yeah, we were lucky enough to be at the first game in the World Cup Stadium, um, which is just on the outskirts of Seoul. Yeah. And um, what a game it was! I mean, it was it it really it came across as exhibition stuff. Mm. Um, mm. A three six scoreline um, and a, a man sent off in a friendly. Yeah. So, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was you, a bit if, weird. If you can take anything from it, I think it's the strike by Eric Dyer. I think that was in the uh, that was one, a, one of the early early strikes. That was a nice shot. In fact, I think he had a decent shot in the last game, didn't he? So yeah, yeah, I think he's uh, he's looking to get his shooting boots underway, isn't he? Yeah. What what was the um, what was the temperature like out there? Because was it really humid or incredibly humid? Really yeah. Drenched. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, thirty odd degrees. But it's a different kind of heat over there. You know, you, yeah. British heat compared to Korean heat, a lot different. Mm. And uh, the minute you you got out of the metro and you went upstairs, you were drenched. Yeah. Um. Mm. And when you got in the stadium, it's not going to be like Qatar or anything like that. It's no air conditioning. So pretty much, you know, the players were yeah. playing in in, in quite quite treacherous conditions really compared to what it would be over here mm, yeah so, long time ago uh, but i i lived in hong kong for about five years and um when i was uh, i went to school out there for a bit actually because my dad was in the forces and um but i distinctly remember that that oppressive humidity of mm. the, you know of countries like th- those where you kind of the the humidity is so different to anything else you can feel it's just you want to take your skin off, you know. It's, the, it's yeah, it's very uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah. So, Jay, so Jason, but, from that from that training session, you know, were there any sort yeah. of interesting observations that you saw from uh, the uh, backroom staff, Conte, and uh, the way in which players were sort of being drilled on the pitch? And yeah, so you know, it's standard stuff in a training session. The guys warm up and they go into ball work and they go into small groups and then they moved into a you know a larger group to do you know, bibs versus non-bibs and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was pretty run-of-the-mill stuff. Mm. But then Conte took a perch just in front of the tunnel, sent his marshal out, Giovanni, I think his name is, uh, with a whistle. And it, it was it was like a beat test mm. on speed. Oh, really? To be honest with you. So um, I think Son and Kane had missed quite a lot of the pre-season. I think they had recently joined the group. Yeah, and it was it was notable because they were flagging. I mean, they were on their asses, to be honest with you. Mm. And um, I think one of them was sick at one point. Yeah, I think Kane was, wasn't he? Yeah. But it, what was notable was every time they got on the floor and they went to pretty much collapse, the uh, the marshal was with his whistle and barking orders at them, to keep going, <laughs> and it just went on and on and on. But so what that was Monty notable, Python. Say again. <laughs> so it's like a Monty Python's catching it up and down, <laughs> marching up and down the square. Yeah. Um, and what was notable was Gil Hill, Brian Hill, yeah, Papasar, and Sanchez led mm. from the front, pretty much, you know, from the start of this. And mm. Brian Hill's got an absolute engine on him, and. Mm. Um, he was leaving a lot of the group behind, to be honest with you. I mean, he might might not be the best guy at finishing and stuff like that, but the boy can run. Mm. And, I, I um, won't mind yeah, chat, it, chatting about him actually a bit, just a bit later on in into this chat yeah. about the preseason stuff because I, 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 you know, we'll, we'll go over what we think of uh, those players like Hill and his return and the fact that he did go out to Korea, which was interesting because quite yeah. a few of them were were obviously told not to come. So I think he must be running the eye over him. So. Um, but but just just quickly on the on the career match, uh, um, 
the, what you were saying about the training, obviously, that's a very old school style, wasn't it? Really, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, you know, it seems like um, that that sort of style of running up and down all the time is seems to be a bit more sort of traditional in style. Mm. But um, yeah. but that that game felt like they were trying to get some of the lactic acid out of the legs to start with, and then it did sort of kick into gear when some of the uh, more uh, sort of experienced players came on in yeah. the second half and we mm. sort of sort of ran away with it in the end didn't we but um it was a it was a nice game it was it, as you say it's like an ex- exhibition game uh unlike the one against Sevilla which was a very very different kettle of fish it was wasn't it yeah yeah they certainly um came to uh give us a game you're know, going pretty hard surprised we didn't end up with more injuries I think Ben Davis ended up with a bit of a sprained ankle didn't he Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a tough game against Seville. So, what was, um, what was the reception that Lamella got, Jace? Because, um, yeah. you know, he obviously he he kind of made some like you know comments beforehand about looking forward to seeing the lads and and all of that sort of stuff. And you know, for some people, he's he's pretty mustard, isn't he? Uh, sort of not mustard, marmite for some people. Some people love him, some people hated him. So, what was the reception that he got? I was, I was I was always a fan of Lamella. I thought I thought the shithousery of Lamella was, you know, legendary, and it got us through yeah. quite a few games, to be honest with you, especially against the Arsenal. Yeah, but um, it was difficult to gauge the reception for Lamella when you're being drowned out by the reception for Son. So yeah, as you can imagine the locals are in Suwon where the second game was. You know, every time he touched the ball or, or went near the crowd, that that was echoed. You know, they couldn't have done any more. Really, it was like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> off a plane, but um, uh, mm-hmm. Lamella stepped in. I think when it got a bit feisty, just before half time, uh, as the half time whistle went, they, they started a, a small fight in the middle of the pitch, mm-hmm. and I think uh, it was a bit of a peacemaker, to be honest with you. And, and there was good social media stuff at the end of it, where the players, you know, got got together with Lamella again, and it's, it's a bit of a shame we didn't make a little bit more of his time with Tottenham. But yeah, it was it was a feisty game. And there were a few tackles flying, especially from the usual suspects, Romero, um, <laughs> who doesn't hold back, and Eric. So, yeah, yeah, it was both both games were good. It was probably enjoyable. Good, good to see players ramp it up after the training session because you can you can see the difference now going into the, the what is now the fourth game, the third, mm. third game at Rangers. So, yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, third game. Yeah, yeah. So you can you start to see the benefits of that fitness. Kind of we also think that those the, these games have been chosen with the, with the with with the, these teams' aggression in mind to give us real tests, or do you think that's just a sort of byproduct of their enthusiasm? Because um, because it's been notable that the the last two teams have been you know full on. I mean, there could have been some injuries. Yeah, presumably both managers have spoken and said, "Let's make a proper game of it," because mm. otherwise. I don't think it's Pointless. just happened by chance because that could obviously upset people, couldn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Rangers, Rangers are about to start their season this yeah, weekend, exactly. aren't they? So yeah. they yeah. needed to be yeah. kind of, you know, they needed a game that's going to be uh, at the level or the tempo that they're going to see in the well in the SPL, mm. you know, yeah, or, or better than that to kind of, um, you know, to to, to draw get them along. So. Yeah, that's why you're mm. going to certainly. I'm like, who are we playing? Who are we due to play in the next game? Roma. Roma and Haifa. 
Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be a bit feisty, isn't it? With um Mourinho. <laughs> People kicking Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I was just, just going to mention, just coming back to uh, career as well, obviously, because you're out there for a few days. What did you make of the crowds out there when you were watching the games? Because when I watched the games, you'd think that the crowd were watching Paul Daniels, you know, pull a you know dove out of a hat and they were oohs. And, yeah, oh, they were a bit like that, weren't they? And the replay yeah. played on the screen and, and yeah. you could hear ooh and Ah, and yeah. you know, what, what was what was it like out there? What were the fans like? What was what was the experience of being in the in, in the stadiums like? Jamie, Jamie, you love this comparison, but I don't know if you remember Wham back in the eighties went to China, and you'll see the crowd, and they don't know quite what to do with themselves. No, they, right. they want to get up and they want to go <laughs> ecstatic, right? But they 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 don't know whether to stand up and express themselves, and when they do, it's a woo and a are and the old bit of Sonny, but they, they honestly, it's, it's it's quite a weird atmosphere. But they t- they tend to do it in groups, so they'll do it on mass. You know, it won't be the old individual sort of going off and want to be everybody together sort of thing. Yeah, so, and I think yeah. that comes across on the television. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And you could hear it... over the tannoy there was someone shouting the occasional name as well, wasn't there? And everyone was sort of reacting. Yeah, to that, that was which is quite strange. That was when a there's a shot thing they do, isn't it? Yeah. 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 When there's a shot on goal they'll announce the name and that mm. then builds the, you know, builds it with the, the fans again. So, yeah, but they were yeah. sold out in 25 minutes. So you yeah. can't knock, yeah. oh, no, knock no. the enthusiasm yeah. for the team, but there were a few mm. Arsenal shirts, believe it or not, sat in front of me. So, and Liverpool shirts and, it's and bound to happen, Liverpool. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, you know, it's a right mixture of people, but majority obviously with, with Spurs. So, yeah. So when yeah. you were out there, Jason, did you get to, uh, to meet any of the players or go behind the scenes at all or, yeah, so one of one of the highlights obviously was the um, the um, training the, session um, being um, access to that. But on the Saturday, the, the day of the last game. Sorry, am I coming through a little bit echoey there? Yeah, what I don't know what happened there. Um, uh, okay. The day of the last game, we got to meet the players in um, a place called IF, IFC Four and Two, which is the financial district of Seoul. Hmm. And they were in, we went there with the other supporters clubs. I think there was only about 150 of us. Okay. And we went round to like a, a whole show and met all the players. I think there was a couple of people who were away from who had COVID, Forster and uh, Basuma. Basuma, made, yeah. Made yeah. That's right. But, yeah, got to meet the team, got to say hello to Sonny in Korean, which is probably the only word I know. Uh, hello. And yeah, SEO, which got me through a few, uh, breaking the ice, as it were. Yeah. And um, I met, you know, met everybody really. I had a hello to Harry Kane and um, Eric had a little chat with so yeah it was it's obviously that's a highlight but did you get to meet antonio no he wasn't there no one from the management team were there oh okay um which is a bit you know i, I would have expected them to be there really quite yeah, nice but, yeah but, you know i was quite close to him I was, when he was sat next to the tunnel we had yep. good seats on for the open training session um we were right next to him we can sort of gauge what he was up to then but didn't really get near him otherwise but yeah to yeah. get access to the players like that was fantastic and uh, Ledley King had a Legends evening for the sports clubs on the Friday night, so it was nice to meet him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a rare occasion that you can meet so many players at once. And after that, Oh, access. yeah, I guess it must be. Yeah, it's the only way to do it, I guess, on these yeah. tours, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, one of the things I noticed in the Seville game was um, there were obviously more, or there seemed to be more actual uh, kind of travelling Spurs fans there singing Spurs songs. And um, 
uh, and presumably you were in that crowd, weren't you? So, uh, believe it or not, that was two guys. Was it Michael two guys? Ryan, two guys that were setting it off. The, was the it really guys two? You could hear. Yeah. So, at oh, wow. one, believe it or not, they had a, they had a banner that they took around, um, a yeah. big white banner you might have seen on Sally. Yeah. But there was two guys setting it off, um, who were season ticket holders in a south stand. And yeah. you could you can hear them above everybody else, and they were just on the lower <laughs> tip. Amazing. Uh, 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 they sat next to me in the in the first game, and it was doing exactly the same. And there was only a couple of us that troubled out, maybe six that we oh, saw. Okay. Okay. So, um, and they it just came sounded like the... there was about a hundred Spurs, you know, no, traveling Spurs the, fans. The two Spurs fans from very very um, enthusiastic Koreans around them. So, right, okay, joining in. <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, that's, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing. And, and to top it all, Harry Kane scored a free kick. A deflective free kick. Yeah. <laughs> this, this if only guy. it was directly. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Because yeah, Kulisowski has already had a bit of a dig, of him, dig at yeah, him, hasn't right. he, in this yeah. pre-season. So... Um, yeah, that was quite interesting that he actually took the free kick. Did you go yeah. to that Jason, um, little PA thing that they did? The, must have been a question and answer session. Was it for? Was it Korean TV or? Yeah, no, we there was because um, a lot of it was sponsored by Coop Carl Pang, which is the equivalent of sort of um, a delivery service over in Korea. So there was lots of events that we couldn't get to. There were corporate events. Um, we managed to fit quite a lot in around the sports club stuff like Legends Evenings and Open Training Session and the, and the tickets to the matches hmm. um, and a few other bits. But uh, Copang pretty much had the dominant sort of dominance of what they did that week. And you see a lot of the training sessions with the kids and stuff like that was all sponsored by that company. So, hmm. um, okay. but, you know, we had great access, but obviously they had, the, they had the most access, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, after you got back from Korea, did you yeah. then go up to Glasgow or have you just you know, stayed? <laughs> it's nice to get home for a couple of days. I was yeah. actually booked into Shatton, believe it or not. Um, I'm ex-military Royal Engineers. Oh, and okay. the Royal Engineers were playing the Rangers, supposed to play the Rangers Legends at Chatham. Oh, really? organised quite a while ago. Okay. Um, and uh, unfortunately that got cancelled in the end, so we just ended up going to Chatham and catching up. With the scoreline, as we had a few beers down in the uh, down by the Medway. So, oh right, yeah, I know that. I know that area actually. I used to do some yeah. work for uh, Medway Council, so yeah, yeah. I know that. Uh, the command house, very nice. Yeah, Summer's Day. Nice, yeah, lovely. So, what do we all think of the uh, the few players that we've got in? Have we seen enough of them yet, or has it been uh, more of a fleeting kind of um, view of them? Steve. Sorry, my mouth my mouth was going and you probably nothing was coming out, but um, <laughs> which is used, which is probably a better thing. But I mean, you, I think you probably combine that in Andy with the uh, with the Rangers game because mm. you know it, it's um, yeah. you know everyone's kind of well, not everyone, but we've you know we've got players in now and everyone's back like from Korea and stuff and it, you know it was a big game or a, a serious game, but. You know, they announced the announced the lineup, and, and it was just like, you know, it was like last season's starting eleven. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was no there was you know, there's no new faces in there at all, and I was I expected to see at least maybe one or two in there, and to, yeah. so that we had like you know have an idea of what 
if what Conte may be thinking. If there's, I, I know obviously it's about managing uh, the players' time, but it's also I think around you, you should be looking at trying to uh, test out these uh, maybe partnerships and stuff that you might that you mm. might want to see. So I was I thought it was quite interesting that it was just like right, okay, we're yeah, this is the, the structured eleven. And it kind of felt like, although there's a structure to it, we want to win the game, and therefore the best chance of winning the game is to give, to go with that, uh, you know, that sort of settled system of players that would be used to how Conte wants us to play. Yeah, and then you I, just and then just drip feed players in. I agree, Steve. I think I think to be honest, I would not be surprised if that is pretty much the lineup for the first game I of the season. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, maybe Perisic, because I was I'm really impressed when he came on. The You know, you can see what he's going to bring to the game. Um, but I would be, you know, I, I, I'd be reasonably confident that'll be the, the the starting lineup. And then their players off the bench will be used to change it. Maybe they'll start coming in at certain points. Um, I think... Um, because uh, Basuma didn't start, did he? Came on in the second half of that game. Um, again, I think it'll be a few games before he becomes like a regular, and they'll just sort of phase him in. But um, but he's uh, just oozes class, doesn't he? You can see already. I think he's going to get in the team and then be very very difficult to shift out of the team. Yeah, I'd like to have seen him playing alongside Hoybier, not so alongside um, Benton rather than alongside. Yeah. Hoybier, to be honest, because I felt that I th- you, you kind of feel that uh, Basuma and Hoybier will do the same job, mm-hmm. and therefore you want to like you know you want to see him alongside uh, Benton Clore and see if they can sort of have a similar sort of partnership or effect that Hoybier mm-hmm. and Benton Clore have managed to sort of strike up, um, you know, towards the end of uh, uh, last season. It was um, interesting to see that because we were debating, weren't we, in, in the last season's pods about where uh, a, a player like that would fit in in terms of would it be uh, for a Skip or a, a Hoiberg or uh, or would it be in place of Bentonker where he was swapped out for Bentonker for this. I don't know whether that's the interchangeable position for those two, mm-hmm. um, but I I tend to I would definitely agree with you, Steve. I think um, I'd like to see him play with Benton Kerr and mm. uh, I think those two would be um, would be unbelievable together yeah one well, I, I took from the starting lineup was not looking at the starting lineup but obviously because it was you know fairly consistent with what we saw at the back end of last season but looking at the subs bench you know mm. you've got Charleston you know suddenly you're looking at the bench and thinking Christ we've got r- real strength from depth now yeah this is this is the the big thing, right? Because you know we we were talking um, again. A lot of people have been saying this over the uh, on Twitter, and people have been talking about the idea that when we sold Bale, we bought the Beatles, didn't we? The, or, you know that kind of <laughs> where they were saying that those buys weren't that weren't that fantastic. A couple of them were okay. This is completely different. We're not replacing our best player with a load of make weights. We're actually uh, inc- increasing the quality. We've kept the best players. And, in, yep. and it added to the quality and depth of the squad. So it's a very different f- feel about this one. And I think, you know, you look at those players on the bench and now you go, well, any of those come on, they'll do a great job. You know, you're not worried. There's, 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 there's real quality and depth now. And of course, I still think that we'll add again. And, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we had, um, you know, some significant quality. 
So who do you Which, think? Who do you think we will add? What's what have you well, heard? I, uh, I, I've not heard anything, but I, if you know, I, I still think there's a central defender or a creative midfielder. I know Alistair Gold is talking about um, the club is you know looking at a, a creative midfielder. Yeah. Uh, but but when you look at the the money that we have available to us, considering what we probably will get back, because I think the next you know couple of weeks will be about who goes out, mm. and that's going to then you know generate the resources i think towards the end of that window then you're going to be looking at hopefully there might be some push you know some giving that transfer market as uh and then we might be able to strike if the yeah. right one comes along and, and i you know i wouldn't be surprised if we went for a, a top quality creative midfielder but if it was me i still think we need that uh left-sided defender and i would i would go all out for Guardiola, all out do you think that Ben Davis isn't quite good enough? No, I think I, I think he's he's very good. I mean, obviously, the fact that we signed him, a, a, yeah. a, you know, on another deal today is is testament to that. But mm. I do That's think great. that he, uh, you know, would be if we got someone like him, would be an excellent squad player and come in for certain games. But you know, Guardiola's another step up, and he's twenty, maybe twenty one, isn't he? And, and he's going to be the future. If you if you could get someone like that, that would be such a statement, and what a back three that would be. I must I mean, admit, I've heard a lot about this guy, but I <laughs> I don't know much about him. To be fair, I've seen a few YouTube clips and stuff, but um, whether he's better than Ben Davis, I've got no idea, really. What's I thinking of how Richarlison's um, started? I'm assuming that, like hope hope no not concerned that he hasn't scored yet because there's been a lot of obviously I know it's one of it's one of the points to discuss but a lot of um noise from Arsenal around their signings compared to our signings certainly Jesus to Richarlison and who's going to score more and Sky picked up on it and rolled with it even though Jesus is their going to be their main striker and we've still got our main striker so that that should yeah, be the um, exactly. you know, that should be the comparison but yeah what what are people's thoughts on him? Yeah, Jace, what what do you think? What, what's your views on the market so far, and uh, and who could we possibly be bringing in on top of what we already have? I think we well, we've always gone for that. We've always wanted that creative midfielder to replace Ericsson. Mm. So we always feel that we've got that piece missing of the puzzle. But we've got so much creativity yeah. on the wings at the moment because of Zeski and Perisic on that second half. Yeah, putting exactly. balls and then leaking up really well. Yeah. So do we really need that? Uh, you know, the, they're going to drop into the centre at some point and be able to put the ball through the Sun and Kane or open up a defence. So maybe mm. that's not the piece that we need. It's the defence, mm. really. Yes. It, ben Davis is potentially... He came off injured in the training. He came off injured in the matches, even though he signed a three-year contract today in an extension. Um, he he's not really. Yeah, we need someone to replace him on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, no, certainly. I mean, in in terms of depth, if someone's going to get injured or have repeated injuries, then yeah, we need need to have that cover, don't we? But of course, but, we've got Lengley who can actually play that left position. Yeah. But um, but is he is he right for that position, or is he more of a dire type player, more of a ball distributor rather than a um, you know, a hard tackling centre back. I don't think we'll know until he's tested properly. But what, yeah. what impressed me most about the second game was using Lucas Mora on, on mm. as a 
a wing back. Did you think that worked? Yeah, from what you yeah, saw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from our point of view, it worked, and, and it was the yeah. sort of talking point of the of the second match, really. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, as far as the signing goes, um, we talk about Brian Hill and we talk about Ricarlison, where mm. Brian Hill can run. Carlison can put the ball in the back of the net and certainly during the mm. training session he was banging them in where Hill was missing him left right in Chelsea so <laughs> really he, yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he, was, he just couldn't put a ball in the back of the net yeah, and um, Carlison is a big strong lad he's got some skill about him and already he's linking up well with Son and Kane yeah and I think he could be that Sorry, uh, Jace. Uh, yeah. he, he could be that uh, player as well. That you know, that creative player that would be the one that breaks down those low blocks with, with Carlison coming on for you know uh, to change the game up. I think he would be a, an excellent choice for that. Um, so yeah, I tend, I, I fully agree, Jace. I think the, the the person that we really should be looking at is that left-sided midfielder. And I, I suspect we won't know until the, the season's well underway. But I suspect that Langley will be a, a backup to Davis. Um, mm. But we, we won't know, will we, until it gets underway and see, no, see how technically no, exactly. gifted. One of one of the things that apparently some people have said about Longley is that actually he's really good at getting away, at, you know, quite quickly at, at the beginning to start attacks off. So. Um, mm. So that, that's that, what I hear. I don't know. Well. Yeah. So I don't know whether that will be a, a factor, but there's there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, I, I I'm sure the same for you guys. But this is really is the most excited I've been about the start of a season for, well, you know, for, for, for years. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it really it really does yeah. feel like a different uh, vibe about this. Mm. Or for it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? it? Everything but, seems to be in place at the moment. So does, yeah. we seem to have the right manager. We seem to have the right infrastructure. Seem mm. to have the right coaching staff. You know, we've got a uh, the right ambition set, set piece guy. Yeah, ambition. All the players. So what could go wrong? That's uh, you know. Also, <laughs> <laughs> out and uh, you know the Enoch outlot the you know have been saying back your manager, back your manager. You know, yeah, I'm they're redundant now. <laughs> now, what they're doing is they're, you know, we're spending money, we've got players in early, and now they're saying, Well, you didn't buy the player that I wanted to oh, buy. Yeah. Or, oh, why, why didn't you spend an extra 10 million on Bastoni? Or why have we got for a loan deal on Nengle? And, you know, all of that sort of shit. So, all of those people that are so scared of just saying, Well, hold on a minute, I think we've sort of jumped the gun here and we've possibly got this a little bit wrong. I mean, they're not going to... No, they, they, they won't admit that, Jay, because from like from 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 all the um, updates and stuff that I see, they're, they're actually kind of saying, well, you know, he's just doing what I wanted. You know, it's been 20 years. Like they, they, I've been calling it for 20 years. So one, they, they go one good, one good transfer window doesn't make up for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. But then last summer, last summer when we thought it was a good transfer window... It was the same the, the same statement. One good transfer window doesn't make up. And the only reason that they then turn around and change their decision is because of, you know, subsequently in hindsight, well, we, it didn't start that well. So therefore, actually, the transfer window wasn't as good. So the reflection is like afterwards is like, well, how, how did we perform? If we performed shit like in the first few months and actually it was a shit transfer window and the manager wasn't back. But if we perform well, then obviously it was a good transfer window and the manager was backed, but there's no kudos attached to that because that's what they, that's what they should be doing. And it's been 20 years since we've had uh, full support for the manager and we've not won anything. So fuck them. So yeah, there's never going to be any, 
they're never ever going to admit that actually that there was there might have been a strategy behind you know no because uh, it's very easy for them just to sit there and say it rather than actually go in and buy Tottenham Hotspur run the club successfully build the infrastructure that's required and get to this point when you're battling against other clubs that are uh, sports washing and mm. able to do whatever they want I mean you just have to look at what's happening in West London at the moment they can't get players over the uh, you know through the door because um, they don't have any money left do they but, so but this is the thing they were they were linked weren't they they were linked to so when we were linked with Bastoni uh, and and it didn't happen and then I think we got long lay as, as a, a loan yeah the, the the out you know the outrage Fucking hell, long layers alone. Chelsea are buying three top centre backs. One of those was Ake, who stayed at Man City. Yeah. One of them is Kimpembe, who's shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and the other one is Koulibaly. I, I, I'm not sure if that's actually happened yet. But yeah, it has, um, yeah. yeah, he's playing they, for them now. Okay, well, uh, well, that, well, that worked out well for them the other day against Arsenal, didn't well, it? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Koulibaly, Koulibaly, the biggest problem with him is he's 31, plays 20 games a season. And uh, they put him on a, is it a five-year contract? Oof. So he's on like wow. 300 grand a week. So I think they've just blown all their budget. <laughs> oh, they were after no. that. They were, they were after that. Kun, was it, what's his Kunde, name? Yeah, the other yeah. guy. Kunde, yeah. That, yeah. You know, and he's at Barcelona. And they yeah. were saying that, you know, they did all this, you know, the same stuff as Arsenal, you know, did all yeah. the reveal pictures with him in the Chelsea kit and all that bollocks. Oh, yeah, he's coming to Chelsea, all that. Exactly. Uh, you know, and... They, they, as you say, they're not in the same position as they were. You know, no, they because, uh, because Roma is actually though. propping them up 900 grand a week for 19 mm. years. So when you've got that kind mm. of buffer, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't mm. matter. The worst take, Andy, uh, is the fact that they the, the agenda is obviously Levy never spends money. This is all going to be a mirage and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, the, uh, and they've said, well, if we sell all these players, he won't have spent a penny. That's exactly what you know what we expected to happen, and all this kind of stuff. So it's yeah. it, you, you're never going to be able to please them all. There's agendas. Are well, yeah, going I mean, when they've got this thing in their head that Levy doesn't mm-hmm. spend money, one, they're incorrect, and yeah. also, you know, they're, they're just putting a, a label on Levy saying yeah. you're you're tight, which has yeah. connotations itself, which are yeah, quite exactly. right. And um, I I just think that they're just not thinking straight they're just you know we, we go on about this a lot you know confirmation bias and what have you mm. but that's exactly what it is they just want to believe their story and regardless of whatever happens they're always going to fit it in to make it work for them so. if you think if, you know we've spent big money on those two players combined yeah. probably near on 80 million quid if not a touch more and they've been utter shite. You know, the, the, the recruitment has been run at the club for a, a long time. And uh, yeah. well, hope, hopefully this is, the, this is the summer where, you know, things will start to sort of correct itself and we can properly move forwards. Yeah. I, love, I love the way you're saying that, Jamie, just kind of laid out on your chaise long, just saying we're just going to move forward. <laughs> It's yeah. almost like you're uh, controlling the whole of Tottenham Hotspur from your uh, your set either. I'll just send Levy a message saying, "Spend some yeah. money, you type." Dan- Daniel Levy's going to turn up shortly with a- with some grapes and feed them to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lee's point. 
You're having Nibby find me in a minute and feed me some grapes like that. Uh, that's your, that's just your fantasy, mate. That's not even a uh, that is that is probably something that you've probably dreamed of for quite a while. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's actually in the next room impatiently waiting for you to finish, get off the pod so that he can fulfill your fantasy for you. But I just want to go back to Lee's point about that. <laughs> I just want to go back to Lee's point about the, the money. And um and I, I have seen like you know, I have seen people tweeting about that, you know, that but ultimately you can only have, can only have, and only would only want so many people in a squad, you know. And yeah. the fact that the people, the fact that people are, are moaning about, like I've seen people say, I don't, wanna, I don't want to know about net spend, and no one's talking about net spend. You know, what I mean, that's that's your that's your debate, that's your argument that we're all we're interested in at the minute is the players that we're bringing in. And in the past, what where the club was criticised in the past was that they would have a one in one out approach or get rid of the players first to create space for, for, for players to come in. Yeah. And you, if, if, if people are not seeing that we've just saying, right, get the players in and then the other players, you know, that, that, that are not in the plans, they need to make their own arrangements. You know, they they kept four players at home for the, um, the tour. They're very clear about those, those players that they don't, you know, they, they won't be figuring in the club's plans this season. Um, Troy Parrott and um, Harvey White um, train with the, the club, uh, like with you know, with the squad pre-season, but mm. didn't didn't go to to Rangers. And Parrott, although he signed an extension today, went out on on loan to Preston. So it yeah. feels like there's a real clear uh, plan for the players and a direction that the club and the squad are going in and. It's up to Ndombele, Lo Celso, uh, Winks. Uh, who was the other one? Was it was it just um, Bergwijn? I can't remember who the other one was, but there was four of them, wasn't there? Yeah, and it's up to them. To, it's up to them to to find their make their own arrangements. Yeah, um, it is. You know, Bergwijn's gone. Uh, I hope like Winks will, will probably maybe included in some kind of deal if we get someone domestically. It looks like. Tanganga, hmm. there, there's lots of talk him going. So it's a, there's a focus and a direction, and, and net spend shouldn't be is in this instance net spend shouldn't be like something to throw at the club as you know or a bat a bat to beat them with you know a stick to beat them with, because it's it's kind of just a. Well, I think I think as Jay said earlier about the, the the fact that we had such bad recruitment for years is really the stick that they should be beating the club with because I think Levy's involvement, uh, whatever Hitchin was doing, <laughs> I've got no idea what he was doing, uh, but obviously Hitchin's gone now. Levy's taken a step back, and Paratici and Conte are saying this is what we have to do, and um, he seems to be letting them do it. So. Mm-hmm. It, it, it seems so obvious, but then in hindsight, these things are very easy, aren't they? They can. But um... when you think of our sort of previous sort of transfer policies, obviously things have changed this mm. summer, and we've yeah, we're signing players in you know days after the transfer window opened. But it was yeah. almost like the previous sort of transfer policy was: we're going to sell some players, but we're going to pretend that we want to keep them just to try and haggle out the best price and you know, let's keep our cards close to our chest. And now what we're doing is we've identified, it's, it's clear to the entire world, which players we don't want anymore. 
they didn't go on the pre-season tour. Whereas before, it was almost like, let's pretend that we want this player to extract the best price. Yeah, yeah. I think that's- part of the reason for that is that if you've got Levy involved, he's a risk-averse guy. So he's not going to take the risks that Conte wants to take. And um, he's been he's now been forced to take those risks because, you know, that's just not how Conte wants to do it. Uh, so change the club massive yeah it's huge yeah it is massive yeah and it and it's working on uh, on two levels like i mean for example that you know players that conte wants he's uh, by and large seems to be getting and then there's also a club recruitment drive um because there's been a few comments isn't there about uh, um jed spence and that mm-hmm. oh this wasn't a buy that conte wanted but he, he's green lit the deal I mean, he's not going to take it. He's not going to accept a player that he doesn't want. And the very same thing was with Kulisevsky and um, and, and Benton Kerr anyway. That was a, that was a you know Peritici kind of club buy, um, and they've they've done pretty damn well. So I think there's going to be that kind of strategy. Mm. Like he might say, "Well, I, I really want that player. If you can just get me that and that, then okay." The club is looking at the yeah. future, and these are really good prospects. But also saying what he's saying, it, it's not then a ton of pressure on Jed Spence's shoulders. No, that's right. Exactly. I think he, he has been quite clever with that because... I, oh, I disagree. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. I disagree. Yeah, okay. I do. Well, which I, which part do you disagree with? I disagree about the pressure because, yeah. because, of the, because of the comment and because of the way, because of the fact that fans have already picked up on it and will look at that as, as an opportunity to, to, to be critical... If Spence either isn't played regularly or uh, doesn't doesn't perform well, then they'll say, "Well, you know, it wasn't a Conte buy." This is this is the problem with, like, you know, Levy uh, meddling with the club. You know, when will he learn? So I, I disagree. I think that it it would have been better. At, I know he's he's very uh, transparent and he likes to, um, you know, let everyone know where he's coming from. But to to kind of give that focus means that there's too much focus, I think, on Spence and sets him up for a fall if things don't work out rather than you know, if it's just a Paratici signing that doesn't work out. Yeah. Then they I just, try, I, no not, one look, looks at any different. Dis- Mm. particularly disagreeing with that point of view either really to be fair I, I just think that it probably just means that he can gradually bring him in rather than kind of just mm. you know it, it chuck him in straight away then if it doesn't work mm. you know then everyone's on his back it, whereas yeah. you know now he can they can sort of ease him in a bit and um but to be fair that, that at the end of that rangers game when he came on i thought he looked electric i thought he looked, yeah. looked great and you know so it's quite a unit isn't he yeah. so yeah yeah What's your, what's your take on that? What the guys been uh, talking about there about Spence? Is that him, Jace? Yeah, Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've, I, it's all part of the, the process has been early doors. So we're reaping mm. the benefits of that right now, aren't we? You know, in the old days, we get one maybe good signing, which is probably the last great signing was Van der Vaart, to be honest with you. And everybody else has been pre- pretty mediocre. Mm. But we've Got it all at once, and we've still got thirty odd, twenty to thirty days of the transfer window left. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, we're just not, yeah. we're just not used, to, we're we're just not used to it, are we? No. And these guys are bedding in early doors as well. They're getting on the tour, they're getting experience, they're getting Conte 
uh, pre-season, which is, you know, re- renowned for being one of the best yeah. around the so, world. So, Jason, and are we having any when it comes kind August of... the 6th. Sorry, I was going to ask, actually, are we having any kind of um, yeah. behind closed door games this summer? Have you have you heard that or? I'm I'm not I'm not aware of any. No. Um, just the, just the ones that have been in, Mark. But we're running out of time anyway, aren't we? We've only yeah. got a couple of weeks yeah. left until the until the season starts. Exactly. So, I I just wondered whether he was trying to try out, you know, his um his ideas and tactics on another team, or whether he's just playing eleven against eleven, you know, in in kind of training games. Because I think he's renowned, isn't he, for his yeah. his pattern uh, uh, teaching. So he's putting players on parts of the pitch and saying, "You've got to be there." So when he's there, and you know, well, Steve probably knows more about this as a coach. But um, uh, so I just wondered, you know, what they are doing behind closed doors to to get his methods across. Do you know? I wish I wish I knew that in depth, but yeah, so do I, yeah. I, I think the whole game plan, the, the, the whole thing's been ramped up since day one that it, of, of when they got back into training. Everything has been, you know, drilled. Um, you can see that in the first couple of days, and they're just ramping up, ramping up, ramping up, and then hopefully they will be yeah. good to go on August six. Because mm. if you look at Kulusevski and Kane and Son, yeah, they they seem well ahead of where they'd normally be. During this period, and okay, that, that has to be a reflection of the the um, recruitment and the methods of training that they've introduced, and it, it's so different to what we used to. And it is yeah. exciting, and I think the excitement is reflected in the fact the stadium sold out for the first three games. They say so. No, exactly. In fact, when you were at the open training sessions, did yeah. could you actually hear what Conte was saying, or was it because on he, on these he, uh, play he did, on the Spurs he did the whole play, back. Okay. No, he didn't hold back. If he saw something wrong with Matt Dirty or or another player, he would blow that whistle and be barking at them. It, he he didn't care that people were watching. He and could you hear what? Could you hear what he was saying to them? Or was no, it... You, it, it, was, it was difficult. They were right yeah. out in the center of the pitch. So, yeah. and you know, it's, it's it, in that sort of circumstance. But he he didn't hold back. No one held back on, on that day. To be yeah. honest, yeah, <laughs> they were doing something wrong. They they get an earful. And that and when he sat there and he just. You know, watch this marshal install into them. This is this is my time now. It, right. You know, it, mm. it, it, it's completely different. I, mm. I spoke to Chris about the time in America, and it with Koch, oh, right. and it was very much exhibition stuff. No, that's why everybody was shocked. Mm. You know, they go out and they do a few laps, kick a ball about, and then go meet meet the fans and everyone and yeah. Daddy Davies, little yeah. and yeah. on the camera and all that sort of stuff. That- None of that. They were being drilled. And that's that, a wasted opportunity for him. It's a wasted opportunity, isn't it? He would see it as a wasted opportunity. I would have thought. Yeah. Sorry, Lee. That I would say that. That no, that's okay. Uh, uh, that ties in nicely, actually. Jace was saying there actually with uh, Eric Dyer's comments today, and he's when he's basically saying, um, kind of paraphrasing here, that he thinks there's a really different feel about what's happening now than he's ever experienced before. And uh, the excitement in the group about the early buys and the fact that they're, you know, they're, they're very much together. Um, so mm. that's quite promising, um, you know, for him to come out and say that it feels so different at the moment, um, you know, does build a bit of uh, build a bit of excitement amongst our fans and expectation, I suppose. But they feel like they're ready for that. Uh, otherwise, they're supposed to be keeping it all to themselves, aren't they? So this is the thing, Lee, if... Um we're building all this expectation <laughs> are we are we waiting for a uh, 
I'm not saying we're going to crash and burn, but Conte's renowned for starting seasons slow, isn't he? Mm. And um, it'd just be interesting to see what happens in the Southampton game and obviously the Chelsea game following. So, uh, um, and yeah, by the way, it's going to be a great time to play trauma. Chelsea as well because yeah. they, they yeah. you know, at the moment they've missed, they're missing so many defenders because they, you know, a number of them went out and they're still not adequately replaced them. I don't think they're going to be ready for the start of the season, Chelsea. So I think we've got them at a good time. I think so. um, I was talking to a Chelsea fan the other day and he said that there's talk that the morale is quite low in the club because mm. players want out and players have left like Rudiger yeah. and uh, Christensen. I think uh, Asbjörn Quetta wants out. Um, Alonso today does. he's talked about he's, he doubt he's doubting their commitment. He says yeah. he wants to see more of it. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're we, you know it'd be a good time for us. And uh, we and again we we're just sort of going a bit over old ground here. But Steve and I were chatting before um, in one of the sort of final pods of the season about you know um, how how we feel it's going to go next next year. And we were you know really excited then. I think and uh, okay. so definitely even. Even more so now, I think, where you've actually seen this recruitment drive early on, and they're them coming in and being, you know, being ready for the start of the season. I think um, one of the things Conte also talked about was the fact that he wanted a pre-season with these players, which he never got before, and I think we'll see the fruits of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got Roma this weekend. Um, I think it's about a 5.30 kickoff, is it, on Saturday? Mm. Spurs play. So what do we think is going to happen there? Because obviously the week after we've got the season start. And um, is, is he going to play the same team that start, started against uh, Rangers? Or is he going to be a bit more... Um, adventurous and put Basuma in, for example. Because I I would see Benton Kerr and Basuma as being the the starting two in most games. Do, do, do you know I, I think we don't give um Boybier enough uh credit for no, his his, yeah. in, his influence um and yeah. you know a lot of a lot of the managers love him like you know Mourinho loved him Conte seems to love him. He is he he really kind of lives up to that sort of you know Viking warrior type. Yeah, uh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Sort of uh, uh, image. Um, and I think that I can't remember what game it was. It was a game that he came off, and I, I know obviously the replacement was someone like Winks or whatever. But there was a game that he came off, and oh, we looked shit. But you know, what I mean. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He can't score. Well, he, he does score, but he doesn't. He couldn't generally score. But, He's not natural, is he? <laughs> but he, but yeah. what he does, you know, the, the stuff that he does, even though he was having a poor game, the stuff that he does, like not not many other people in our squad could do in terms of breaking up, breaking up play, shutting down, covering spaces, yeah, getting you know, geeing up players, keeping them, keeping that intensity high he, he, you know so I, I think it's going to take a while for him to be shifted you know he, there's a reason that he's played virtually every Premier League game for you know the last X amount of years for, for you know, not just for us but for Southampton as well you know virtually yeah. ever present for a reason Yeah, I don't see him I don't see him being shifted straight away 
What do you think, Jace? Who do you think will be our, our two in the midfield? But I don't think he play, played particularly well over those two games against um, K-League and Seville. He gave the ball away a little bit too much for me. Um, and he's pretty much complemented by another... He needs another player with him. Uh, you know, Bentancourt, Bentancourt and, and Skip, uh, you know, sweep up a lot of the stuff that he let he lets go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a difficult one. Pesuma's, he's, a, again, a very a big, strong lad, skillful, and would do brilliant in the midfield. But he doesn't put the work in that PEH does, which Steve obviously just alluded to. He, okay. he, he just goes in there, he, he breaks everything up, but he does give the ball away quite a lot. So uh, it's a difficult okay. one for me on PEH. But, but yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, it's yeah. um, the, the midfield, you know, it's the, it's the, the you know, the first line in front of the defence. And that, sometimes that's exposed with Dyer. Um, and Romero well, that's true. Compl- yeah. Man yeah. him. So yeah, yeah, that that combination in the in the centre and midfield really needs to be, you know, on it for us yeah. to progress. Really. And obviously, we can't play these these players, especially the wing backs and the central midfielders, in every game. So where we've got this really compressed season now with Premier League games, Champion League, Champions League games, World Cup right in the middle, and then the same again afterwards, um, we're going to have to rotate. So. What do you think, Lee? Do you think it's going to be Benton Kerr, Hoybier, and maybe Skip and Basuma for games, or do you think he'll just mix and match and try and find I the think best? There'll be, best obviously, there'll be an element of rotation, depends on uh, the, either the system they're playing uh, against and also um, maybe you know how fit the players are, etc. But I, yeah. I, 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 I tend to agree with. Jace, um, in, in the sense that I think Hoiberg might be the one most in danger here. Um, he's not that, I mean, he's an excellent squad player. I, I, I just think that technically, uh, the other three are better. Um, yeah. I, so I, I would prefer Skip over Hoiberg. And Skip's I would, injured again, yeah. But when, when he comes he's got back, got a niggly yeah. injury, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and then and, oh, and again, I, I'd prefer Basuma over Hoiberg, and I'd have Basuma and. Uh, and Benton Kerr together personally, but uh, you yeah, know, uh, but um, you, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, it's very difficult. But, it, but at least you've got you know you've got quality there now in all those positions. Two, it's two really good players for every position now, and I think that yeah. gives you a lot of hope. You know? Jay, what, what about Saar? Do you think uh, he's just he's just going to say fuck it? Let's play Saar in every game and. Uh... You know, get the nineteen-year-old in there. Just get him playing. Are you talking Jamie? to me? Hello, <laughs> yeah. you, mate. Yeah. Oh, because uh, you've got Jay, Jason, and then me. Um, yeah, oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, we signed him last season, didn't we? And um, you yeah. know, sort of come up with the old, the old saying, "He's like a new signing." Well, he is like a new signing. So you know, essentially, he is. We've got... <laughs> And he looks, he looks light on his feet. He's quick. Mm. Um, and the fact that, you know, he's been integrated into the first team squad for pre-season, I think that's a positive sign. Um, you know, we really do have quite a few options in that midfield now. And going back to what Jason said earlier about getting in, um, a creative attacking midfielder in, and the, I think Jason said um, we may not need one. I think we do need one. Because obviously, you know, when you're struggling to break teams down, you need a bit of a plan B or a plan C to have someone that you can either pull off the bench to slot in, you know, 
change the formation up a little bit. You know, an Ericsson style sort of player, someone that could keep things sort of ticking over. But mm. yeah. well, we've, been, we've been linked with Madison. So, well, I, I mean, I'd, I'd take Madison. I think and Zaniolo. Yeah. I know nothing about. I, I don't know nothing about Azaniola to be fair. So I do know about Madison. That's the only reason I don't know. I, the, 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 the complicated thing there, though, Jamie, is that if you if you bring if you get a player in like that, let's say you're going to spend 40, 50 million to bring a player in like that who's just going to be the man who does you know who you bring on to break down the low block, he's not going to get very many games. Uh, it's, it's a lot of money to spend on someone who's just going to be a bit part player. Um, uh, because I can't see you know that that sort of player being changing the whole system, so it's I think it's a really delicate one to get that what that one right to you know if you because you, you you really need to invest heavily and we thought we had it with Lacelso but that's he's not the he's not the one either is he? No. We thought we had it with Undembele and we spent a lot of money and he's he's not the one either. No. So it's a tricky one to get right that one. Mm-hmm. Well, and Undembele's good for. Uh, like five minutes every game <laughs> where he pulls something yeah. out of the bag, isn't he? But yeah, you're right. Across the season, yeah, doesn't work. So, yeah. We are creating though, aren't we? If you look yeah. at the last few games, yeah. we are creating a lot. So Yeah, I, I don't see any problems in creativity, mm. personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're there's, right. There's a lot, certainly on the right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, um, Steve's favourite player, Royale, he's... Uh, um, He's more creative, I think, than we give him credit for. I know he's not your kind of um, gut-busting right wing-back that's going to get loads of good crosses in, but he does get into uh, the right I mean, positions. I, sorry, can we, can, we, can we just pause for a moment? See as you brought him up. I mean, I, I do like him now. I, you know, I, as I, I have, I have admitted a couple of times I've changed my opinion on him, but yeah. it, the, the, latest, um, the latest compilation... That he he published was quite frankly shit. I mean, he 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 had nothing in there. He just he had a couple of tackles in there and like a few misplaced passes. I mean, there was there was there was nothing in the compilation that would say to me like, do you know what? This is a compilation that I want to put out. There was no assist. There was no. I must admit, I don't know why he did a compilation like of preseason games. I mean, for Christ's sake, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what he was selling because there was nothing there. I think that was a that was a mistake. I don't know if his team just put that one out and didn't didn't consult him that time because I thought that was yeah. I thought that was that, I, that I, wasn't up to his usual standard. So I have a gone. distinct feeling that um, that Perisic will be the one we're all going. Oh my god! You know this this is a player, and I think he's going to bring so much to the game that actually probably will also help solve that creativity problem that you know making chances. It's funny, yeah. he came on a Saturday the other day and he does not look like a 34-year-old. He looks... No, he's ripped, isn't he? Fresh as a bloody daisy, doesn't he? He does, he, mm. he looks good. He looks very good. He does, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we've been going for about an hour now, so um, I suppose we need to call it uh, a day at some point. Does anybody else ask you bring anything one question? Yeah, yeah, I just wanted it. to ask you each a question, actually. Yeah, go for it. Realistically... Where do you actually, if you were like to put your mortgage on it, think we'll finish this season? You know, what's what's your honest feelings about um, where we will finish? Uh, just sort of going through. So just go start with you. Do, Andy. do you just mean in the league or Champions League or cups or just? Um, I, just let's, let's, yeah, I brought broaden it. I think that's a good good point, Andy. Um, like 
what do you think we'll achieve this season? Maybe I should say. I, th- I think, I think we'll get third. Um, I just don't think that this is what I think, but this won't be what Conte thinks. Conte will want to go and win the league because that's what he does. Mm. I just can't see it happening. I don't know how he's going to do it, but that's why he gets paid loads of money to do it. Um, I think we, we might well win the FA Cup or the League Cup because I think we'll just have a good enough squad to do it. Um, Champions League, I suspect we won't do that much because he's not... I don't think he focuses on the Champions League, personally. I think he's much more of a league-type manager. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, I, I think it's going to be an exciting season and looking forward to it. Yeah. Right, Jace. Well, the Water Tell Memorial Cup was wonderful to win at the weekend. It was. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Got a cup. Yep. So we can put that One next to the, the Peace Cup and the, um, yep. the Aldi Cup or wherever it was. But I think <laughs> there's going to be a team that surprises us going up till November to the World Cup. And then I think we'll we'll kick in after the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll we'll finish strongly like we did last season. And I think we're either a second or a third. Yeah. And yeah. when we all love an FA Cup. Because it's been mm-hmm. too long. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Champions League—that's always a Brucey bonus, and we'd love to go far in that. And there's going to be some wonderful places to visit over the next few months. I'd love yeah. to go back to Dortmund again, and uh, yeah. you know, get a chance to go to Barcelona or somewhere like that. But um, yeah, I think FA Cup would be wonderful, and a second or a third. So, mm-hmm. but it'll all happen after the World Cup. I, I think there's going to be someone. And do you think um, we'll be fired up after the World Cup because Harry brings the? Uh... Uh, you know the World Cup home with him. Yeah, I'd well. like to think so. That'd be that'd yeah. be great, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing, that'd be wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I'd hate us to be leading up to the World Cup and then lose momentum and then fall off a cliff. So um, <laughs> well, I was, I was hoping Arsenal could do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, certainly um, that's my that's my expectation. We're going to be strong this season, and mm, um, yeah. yeah, let's get to get to get us a trophy. Yeah, we've got not a bad running at the end we uh, of the uh, end of the season. So after the World Cup, we've got quite. An, sort of favourable running for the last couple of months, I think. Yeah. Anyway, right, so uh, Jamie, who, who, what are you saying? Um, well, I'm not going to bet the house on it because I've only just moved and I haven't finished anything yet and I don't want to move again if in case I'm wrong. But um, I reckon potentially we could finish second in the league and pick up one of the domestic cups and possibly quarterfinals in the Champions League. But, you know, we've got such a great squad depth now and... You know, we're preparing for pre-season without four or five players that we had on the books last season and potentially one or two more coming in. So, you know, sky's the limit. Who, who knows where mm-hmm. it could end? You know, Conte's had his pre-season with the players. He's instilled his ideas and, and, and will continue to on a day-to-day basis. So, um, yeah. sky's the limit. But, you know, I'm just the typical optimistic Spurs fan that, you know, We'll be disappointed after we get dropped four 0 on the opening day to Southampton. But you know, I, can't, I can't, I can't wait for the sixth of August. I've got my ticket, and I can't wait to get up there, have a few beers, and uh, cause a bit of trouble, and uh, have a bit of a laugh, and uh, get in that stadium and uh, make a bit of noise. Oh, where are you sitting then? Where, where I you... am in uh, Park Lane. Park Lane, okay, yeah, in the corner, shelf side. Nice. I've I've got my mate's ticket, yeah. So block block two fifty, row twenty three, I think. Oh right, okay. I think Rich is down that way, isn't he? Yeah. What about you, Steve? 
Yeah, I'm in uh, Paxton Lower. Oh, no, sorry. Um, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um, I I would like I would like Conte to to do. Do you remember Poch did a thing where he said we're aiming to win the league or we're aiming to win the Champions League, and then we got really close. Like so, I would like Conte to do that because I think when we have a real focus, I think that we we you know we we get close to that very close to that target. And now yeah. I don't really share your pessimism for how we how we'll we'll do in the league. I think that we could go all the way. I think if, if you if you look at the, the squad from last season and the fact we didn't start so well, um oh we did start so well but we just kind of dropped off you know in those couple of months before Conte was appointed. You know, we didn't I don't think we did we lose I don't think we lost to Liverpool or to Man City last season. Um, you know, and like we, you know, we did the double over Man City, didn't lose to Liverpool. Now, with better options and with more organisation and a team that is 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 more focused and fitter from a, a Conte uh, pre-season, Kane already looks like he's sharp and firing. Um, I think that we could in the league. I think that should be our primary focus. Um, I'd like to see us kind of, you know, get out of the group stage in the Champions League, um, but you know, but not really. I, I think, I think this is the time to really go for the league. I think this season, um, I'd love to see us really give that a go. Maybe pick up an FA Cup with the fact that we've got a lot of uh, squad options as well. Yeah. Really, I think this is the this is so the season to go for the league. So we're going to do the so double, Steve. Says we're going to win the league, <laughs> and he's on the Terps tonight. <laughs> I didn't say well, we're going to win the league. I said that we're going to, we should go for the league. I you did. You, see, really, you effectively said that's... we're going to win the league, Steve. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm, there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> nailing my, my colours to the mast. We're going, we're going to win the league. Um, this is, I, I, think, Lee, I think this is Lee Brown talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think Steve's right in the sense that I, I think he'll go all in for that, and um, you know, and I, I, I suspect we've got a good enough squad to to win a cup. Uh, it would be like Jay says, absolutely amazing, and I don't care what any fan says. You know, to win either of those cups would be would be incredible. Yeah, um, I, I, I think we'll have a right good tilt at the league this season. Um, probably come up slightly short. I wouldn't be surprised if we finish second. Um, I mean, I, I think the idea is to win that league over the next two or three seasons because that's the way we're building. And I think we're, you know, we'll, we'll be, I think we probably will win it in the next two or three seasons. And this season might be too soon, but I think we'll come close. I mm. really think we'll have come close. And I think we're going to have a great season overall. I think we're, you know, going to be some really, re we'll see the progress. Um, but uh, I mean, so, poor, yeah. poor Jason's Jason's wondering what he stumbled onto here. He's like, what's the matter with these? I'm gonna, these yeah, so I'm gonna say, talking about winning the league, second, <laughs> say second and uh, and, a, and a pot of some kind. Well, hang on a minute, smoke, smoking pot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, 
Jason still thinks it's four in the morning somewhere in Korea. He hasn't got a clue. What's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, we've seen the progress already in 2022 in the space of six months. Kulusevski, Ben Tenker, and people were slagging him off after the first game. That Kulusevski shit, he's got no pace. Then a few games, he was absolutely mind-blowing, you know, and to think mm. that Kulusevski, Ben Tanker, then we've added Richarlison, and all the players that we signed so far, we've nearly changed the whole team. Yeah. You know, look at those near- players. They're all in early 20s. This yeah. team's set up for the next few years. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it certainly is. Point where we've got a decent reserve team that would also challenge for the top four. Yeah. That's where we're going. So, you know, we're, we're okay. getting there. Jace is going to come off this pod and go, my God, you wouldn't believe the donuts on this pod. <laughs> like, okay, that, that boss, that boss side, what a bunch of happy yeah. clippers they are. Yeah, they've been, t- <laughs> oh, someone's right. been putting LSD in their water or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Why not, guys? We can all drink, can't we? Yeah, we can all exactly. Drink. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, What's the point otherwise, really. eh? Yeah, What's the exactly. point otherwise? For a game, so, you know, he's off his nut before any of us get out there. Talking like the rubbish with Tony. And I remember one of the last times I saw your redemption, you and Tony were absolutely fucking bollocks. And uh, you were coming up to the You're a man so big. Why have you got such a small dog? You're absolutely off your nuts, you and Tony were. Absolute wind ups. To be fair, I was on the minibus. That's what it does to you. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's a fair question, pissed or not, Jay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah why do you have a very small dog oh. <laughs> okay anyway Andy wrapping this up mate yeah I'm going to wrap it up so uh, yeah, thanks very much guys thanks for your time all good chat and uh, yeah yep. got a very exciting season ahead haven't we so um, bit of a shout out to Redemption and uh, Totty Pymash. I guess a few of you guys are going over to Redemption on the, the 6th, are you? Yeah, I will be. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be attending the first game, sadly. I'm mm-hmm. going to be down in Cornwall. Okay. Seeing my sister. So, okay. yeah. Oh, Dave, you got rid of your ticket yet? Yeah, I have. Sorry. Oh, oh, <laughs> they're like gold dust, aren't they? Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Thank you very much. Coys. Coys. Coys.